You're listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast, where you'll learn step-by-step how to meet and seduce beautiful women, whether you're looking for one night of fun, a week-long fling, or a long-term relationship. I'm your host, Trip, and the episode starts now. Hello and welcome to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. We got an interview today. Her name is Laurel House. She is another dating coach, flirting coach. She works with men. She works with women. And she has a podcast called The Man Whisperer. We've been friends for a long time. And, uh, and colleagues. We even were on a pilot for a TV show on the FYI network. It was called Love Bites. Unfortunately, it was only one episode long. And then the network decided to uh, not do the show because to be honest, the show kind of sucked. I was awesome and Laurel was awesome, but the concept was stupid. Anywho, we are doing an interview today and I wanted to get her thoughts. Her thoughts on something fun. What are women doing when they're alone looking online? And I thought this would be a fun episode to do, just kind of like a inside the, the woman's mind kind of thing, like a little almost hidden camera, or in this case, hidden audio. Just finding out what are women doing when they're alone? What are they looking at? Just to understand women more, just to understand what they're thinking and kind of get inside of their head. And of course, no better than to have a woman, but a woman who's analyzed this and knows how to speak about it. And we have her today, like I said, Laurel House. So we'll be getting into that interview in just a minute. If you are interested in getting coaching from me and you want to get to the point where you are successfully and consistently meeting and attracting really high quality, beautiful women, and yes, this is possible for you. I work with many clients that do get those results on a day-to-day basis. So if you're looking for that, if you're having trouble, if this is tough for you, well, you know that I mentioned it on every single podcast because I know that it's tough for you and I know that I can help you. But I can't help everybody. So I do have an application process. If you go to coachedbytrip.com and you go there right now and you apply, you will be able to get a chance to work with me. I do read every single application. I only accept people who are 18 or over and fill out the application to its fullest. If you do that, you can be sure that you will hear from me via text or via email. So if you're interested in receiving coaching and you want to learn more about what coaching entails and how it can help you, go to coachbytrip.com. We get on phone calls. We can meet in person. I guide you through the whole experience of what it takes to be able to get more results in this area. So it's possible for you if you want to take it to the next level and you want to get quick results instead of doing it on your own. Let me help you. Okay? Go to coachbytrip.com. In the meantime, maybe while you're doing that or before you do that, you can listen to the interview to find out what are women looking at online when they're alone. Here is our fun, risque, crazy interview with Laurel House. Laurel House, what's going on? It's been a while since I've had you on the podcast, and I'm so happy to have you back. It has been way too long, but I think about you all the time. Oh, (laughs) we've known each other for so many years, since the beginning of, I know when I started Trip Advice, and and we did our show together for... um, FYI. FYI. Yeah, and we've done a couple episodes in bed too, which was fun. 
We sure have. That's right. <laughs> we used to do your live shows, right? We did a, a, a Facebook live. Yeah, it was a Facebook live, and you joined me in my bed, and we did a. Yeah, it was fun. We had so much fun. I and now I have you back. We're talking about what women are looking at online when they're alone. And I thought that you'd be great at speaking to this because you you help a lot of women with dating and you are a woman. So, you know, who better to talk to about this than you, of course. Yeah. And I'm also an introvert. So I spend a lot of time at home alone. That is shocking to me, by the way. Are you really an introvert? Oh, massively. No, massively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And see, that's what's interesting also is that you never know, you know, you might be talking to a woman who seems really flirty and outgoing and fun. And it's not that she's putting on an act. It's just that she's being introverted in that moment. And the way that she might, that it might come across is flirty. And that's at the end of the day, exhausting for her, even though it's fun. And then she goes home and she has to recuperate for, you know, a full day of of just doing whatever it is that makes her relax. And that's me. Yeah. I have a friend. He's this guy. He's a super introvert. He goes out maybe like twice a year. And whenever I introduce him to my friends or girlfriend or whatever, and I say that about him, they're like, really? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. You got to understand he's super social and had this, you know, really fun time with us, but now he's not going to go out again for another six months and he's going to hibernate. And And that's the thing is that you can never assume, you know, you need to have conversations with people because you might be sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, this girl is so like fun and flirty and this is easy for her. And you have no idea how much prep, mental prep she had to put into leaving her house. Because for her, she's an introvert and getting out is a big deal. And it's taking a lot of physical and mental energy in order to talk and be present. And she's really enjoying it. And it's still tough. And and that's also the difference between introverts and extroverts is an introvert is going to want to just talk about really deep stuff immediately. And an extrovert is going to talk about really, you know, more surface fun stuff. And so it's, it's being able to navigate that and asking questions to learn about who someone really is. So don't, don't just assume that we're all really good at doing this. You know, we're not all really good at being out. Some of us would much rather be at home online like me. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and it's interesting because I feel like guys can use this to their advantage. I always tell guys, you know, you might be really shy and really scared to go and approach a girl somewhere, but the whole fact that you're going up and making the approach, they're automatically assuming that you're not a shy guy, that you're actually very confident because you're doing that. Right. So, because we make these assumptions about people so quickly, right? They're going to think, oh, this guy's, you know, got a lot of courage to come up to me and say hello, even though maybe mentally you're freaking out inside. And here's the thing though, if you are confidently vulnerable about it, if you are coming up to us and saying like, you know, I'm not good at this. It took me a lot of courage to come up and say hi. And if I am a shy girl, which I am, I'm actually going to respect that and say, you know what? I totally get it because I'm that person too. I don't want to believe that you're a player. You know, I don't want to think that you go up to every single girl and it's so easy for you. I want to believe that it, you decided to approach me and it was difficult, but you had to do it. You couldn't not approach me. And by just opening up about that, not going on and on about your mental struggle, but just, you know, doing one little quick line on it, it'll make me feel special. And if, if we are connected in that way of it's hard for me also, 
all of a sudden that ice is broken, walls are dropping, we're both being vulnerable and admitting to the fact that this is hard. Right. So it's like, I, I think guys should just even try that. I think yeah. guys are, are hearing that and thinking like, there's no way I'd ever be able to do that or that's going to make it look better. Try it. Experiment with yeah. it. See what happens. Because you don't know who you're talking to. You know, you might be right. talking to a woman who's a total introvert like me and I will appreciate that. Or you could talk to a woman who's a total extrovert and she'll be like, what? <laughs> you know, you don't know. You never know what you're approaching. You never know who she is until you start talking to her, which is why you need to try a lot of different strategies and see what works. And if it doesn't work, it didn't work on her. It doesn't mean it doesn't right. work. Right, exactly. So go yeah. out there and experiment. Yeah. Wow, look at this. See, look, we, we, we're not even talking about the topic. We, all, we always have so much to talk about. I know, about. I know. We need I to do it. this like daily. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... You know, I just thought this would be a cool episode to do. I thought it'd be kind of interesting for guys to just know, like, well, what are girls looking at online? Like, what are they really looking at? You know, how do they, and we, we can go across the board here. What are they looking at when they're just home alone? What do they look at when they're in the commute? What are they looking at when they're on a dating app? What are they looking for in a dating app? What are they looking for to get turned on? What are they looking at online? And I feel like you have... Uh, the secret intel to some of this. So, so, so here's the thing: is that we're all different. You know, we are all looking at different things based on what it is that is interesting to us and based on our mood. That being said, we also tend to do a lot of overthinking. I saw this great shirt today that I bought myself online because because <laughs> I'm always online and online shopping. And the shirt said, "Give me a minute. I need to overthink this." And that's what a lot of women do. We'll have a conversation. We're like, all right, let me go now and research it. You know, let me go. You, you mentioned this thing. I don't know what it is. So I'm going to go home or I'm going to get online. Even right in front of you, I might be just picking up my phone and you think that I'm going and texting a friend. But what I'm actually doing is researching what you just said because I want to know if that's true. So don't just assume, ask. So I, I have some female clients who, you know, like, like a lot of people, they're turned on by porn. What they are turned on by is reading porn, though. So they'll be searching online for books that will allow their minds to catch on. By reading these words, they create the images in their minds. They're allowing for fantasy to take over. And then they're sort of living the fantasy through the words. And they almost see a movie of the things that they're reading, they're just watching it as a movie in their mind of it happening to them. And we, we read some crazy ass shit and we have some crazy fantasies that turn us on. And don't just assume because it, you know we like missionary sex that we're not doing some crazy ass shit in our minds. You know, there's, there's a reason that Fifty Shades of Grey sold over 30 million copies. And that's because a lot of women like that, and or at least we're interested, and maybe we're afraid to activate it in real life, but it is something that is intriguing, and intriguing enough for us to research it. Interesting. What, what age range of women do you think are doing that? You know, I... Just speaking from... Doing that? God, everyone does, you know? I mean, I was thinking about, when was I reading my first pornographic style stuff. And granted, I'm a, a dating relationship and sex coach. So I maybe my mind is a little bit different than other women's. But I remember seeing my dad's Playboys when I was like in the second grade. And I was fascinated by them. I mean, I would read them like every day. And 
hide them. And it was so exciting for me. And then I remember in like fourth and fifth grade, I bought a book on sexuality and the human body and the vagina and the penis. And I was reading all about it and and really interested in how it worked and what it did and what those sensations were. And that was, you know, before online. So I've always been reading about that stuff. And and I think that that now, because it's so easy to access, everyone is looking at it. Young, old, everybody is looking at it. We just might not talk about it because there's a stigma. Yeah, exactly. That's why they're doing it when they're alone at home. Right. And, yeah. and not talking about it, right? Yeah, but it's not, you know, it's not just porn that we're looking at. We're also... A lot of us do online shopping. Um, and a and lot of us huge, do that. That's huge. You and a lot of us do. <laughs> we do. We really do. And you I mean, have to fill up your carts with a bunch of stuff and then you don't buy And then it. not buy it. <laughs> well, I'm see, right. that's, that's, that's called self-control, right? And the reason why we fill up our carts and then not buy it is because too many times we filled up our carts, bought it, and maybe even forgot because it was a middle of the night buy. And a few days later, we're like, huh, what's this enormous package coming from Amazon? What the fuck is all this stuff? I don't remember buying this. And oh, that's right. That's right. When I was drunk that night or in the middle of the night when I couldn't sleep. Oh, yeah. So then we conditioned ourselves to fill up our carts and not buy. The good thing, though, is that if you say to your girl, like, hey, can I see that cart that you filled up and didn't buy? Those are all things we really do want. I mean, we spent a lot of time, sometimes hours, laboring over which item should we get, which size should we get, which color should we get, and then we don't buy it. So, you know, that's, that's definitely something that a lot of us do. And we also will be on Pinterest looking at, even if you're not nowhere near getting married, or even if you are married, wedding dresses, engagement rings, flower arrangements, how to organize our home. So Pinterest boards, I've, I've had guys who have sent me Pinterest quotes or quotes that they find on Pinterest or links that they found on Pinterest. And I think it's kind of cool because it's, I'm like, wait, you're hanging out in the same area that I'm hanging out. Like, I didn't know that you hung out there too. And so it makes me feel kind of excited to share that private passion of mine. And then maybe I'll say, you know, I have this, this Pinterest board of romantic activities that we can do. Do you want to check out my board? And then you, you can check out my board and we can start posting romantic activities or not. You don't have to. You could just say, you know, that's really cool, babe. And that, that, can, be a, that can be your thing. So we do that. You know, there's... We, what, about, what text messages and DMs? You're like, you're going to sit there... And kind of just catch up on your text messages, kind of scroll through and say, oh, who do I have to reply to or who texted me or yeah. do the same thing. Yeah, I do that. I probably more, I just look at stuff like we like memories, you know, so we'll go through old text messages and just read them. We probably have a lot of te- old text messages from ex-boyfriends that we're really having a hard time letting go of going on to Facebook and Facebook stalking people 
or on Instagram and Instagram stalking and then going down this hole on Instagram where you go to see who commented on that photo of theirs and then you check out those people who commented and then you check out who they... And then you get down this deep, 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 elaborate spider web of a a hole. (laughs) And and it might seem... And then you're like, how the hell did I end up here? And then... It's, it's hours later. It also can make us feel not good about ourselves. So I know that a lot of girls, they'll suddenly become jealous, insecure, angry, depressed because they're sitting on Facebook or Instagram too long and they start to compare their lives to the other people's lives or they start having... Mm, this, yeah, yeah. It's like, well, that look at that couple. They have cute photos of them kissing and Look at her. She's on this amazing vacation with her boyfriend. And look at her. She has these, this amazing ring and she has this great skirt and she has this and she has that. And we're just making these assumptions about their lives and it's making us feel not good enough. And I have, I have several female clients who I then have to coach on, stop looking at Instagram, stop looking at Facebook, stop assuming that everyone has these fabulous lives because that's just what they put out for public presentation. And the fact actually is that the happiest couples post the least. Whoa, interesting. Where, is yeah. that a theory or did you hear no, that? No, no, that is a study that I read and I don't remember where, but it was a legit study that the happiest couples post the least because the least they are present. The least pictures of themselves? Yep, yep. Because they are present. They are in the moment, enjoying the moment. Whereas the the couples who are less happy, they're more concerned about looking happy and getting that perfect smile and taking a thousand photos of them at the restaurant or trying to find the, the monument in Paris that's the best to post on Instagram as opposed to just being present and enjoying your time with your partner. They want to look happy instead of being happy. They're getting less fulfilled. Even if they are happy, they're getting less fulfillment in the moment. They're extracting less meaning in the moment because they're so obsessed with the other people who are out there. So they can't be present with the person who they're actually with. Yeah. Yeah. Man, this is why social media is so dangerous. I mean, what you're saying yeah. to me, is like, it feels like, oh yeah, when you think about it, duh, but you don't really think about the fact that social media creates this super FOMO. So I can imagine yeah. a lot of women, guys too, even just scrolling through Facebook, scrolling through Instagram, seeing what all their friends are doing or seeing what celebrities are doing or whoever is doing and instantly getting super envious because yeah. they, they should be doing that and then feeling bad about themselves. Yeah, like, exactly. In a deep hole all alone doing that at night sometimes. And, it, and then it also creates this really high expectation of, well, if I'm taken on a date, then I should have this great thing and I should do that great thing and my boyfriend should buy that for me and this. And it's this high expectation, high unrealistic expectation because the truth is, you know, I, I know a lot of those Instagram famous people, and I also know a lot of the photographers who photograph the Instagram famous people. And and I myself, when I am posting, I'm taking a little bit of a break from posting on Instagram. I'm going to get back out there in, in December. But I have a photographer who comes to my house and we do a full day of photos and I'll change into 30 different outfits. And that's something that most of those Instagram people who have really beautiful photos, they have photographers who are taking those pictures. And they're going to pretty places. Yeah, these are planned. These are, let's get our hair and makeup done. They're having clothes delivered to them that they're wearing because they're getting paid by the clothing company in order to wear them. 
You know, they're, everything is set and they are set to make it look like their life is perfect and beautiful and fun and trendy and everyone's always happy and their kitchen's always clean and their life is always great. And it's meant to look that way because that's their brand. They become their brand. It's not about them. The general rule is if, if you're on Facebook or Instagram, more so I'm talking on Instagram here, and you see a photo that looks good, any photo to you that looks good, 100% it's professionally taken. Yeah, it's not an accident that it looks good. There's a yeah. reason why. Yeah. Professionally taken, super edited. Maybe there was probably anywhere from 10 to 30 shots to get that shot. At, oh my God, at least, you know, at least, especially if it's a couple. The number of photos that were taken in order to get a good photo of a couple where you're both looking perfect, it's an insane amount. So don't allow that to make you depressed. And if, if you're, you see your girl and she's like on her phone forever and then she's in a shit mood after, just, were you on Instagram? Were you like, were you researching couples or things? And, you know, if she suddenly posts, you know, we never go and do that. Where'd you get that idea? Well, well I saw on Instagram. Oh, Okay. Oftentimes, a lot of those people, they're being flown out to resorts. The resorts are paying for them to have a good time so that they can take pictures of them at the resort and post it on Instagram. They can't afford it. They wouldn't be going there if it was on their own dime. They're going there because that's their job, because Instagram becomes their job. So anyway, that's that thing about social. More things that we do. Well, personally for me, I'm obsessed with words with friends. I will sit and, and especially the fast plays where you have 24 hours to do it. So I'm on there all the time because I'm like, oh shit, I only have 30 minutes left to do this fast play. I got to get on there and finish this game. So it's my way of being social without actually having to be social is by playing words with friends. So we have those things too. So games, Pinterest, Literatica, text messages. And by the way, I wanted to, I want to kind of rewind a little bit to tell guys this. This is like a PSA. And I know you'll be able to chime in on this too, Laurel, is that a lot of guys, when they text a girl and the girl doesn't text back, they think that the girl maybe missed the text message, didn't see it, or she saw it and she just forgot. And that's why she's not texting back. Just understand that if Girls look at their text messages, okay? Whether it's in the moment or even if they're busy at work, they're home, they're scrolling through their text messages, or they'll remember that you texted them. So guys, if you're not getting a text back from a girl, it is 100% on purpose because if she's interested, she will text back. And here's the thing too. If you're not getting a response immediately, it might be because they're screenshotting your text and sending it to someone like me. The number of not only clients, but also friends who send me screenshots of communications with guys, and then I'm the one who tells them exactly what to say is ridiculous. Like it's, Are you trying I'm to decipher what the guy is saying to help them? Yeah. This is what he's saying. This is what you should say back. Or... They just are like, oh my God, look at what this guy just said. What do I say? They don't even want to think about what to say. So it's just, here's what they said. What do I say back? And I say, oh, this is what you say back. Oh, okay, cool. And they'll send exactly what I said back. So the person you're communicating with might be me. (laughs) It might not be the girl. So it might take her a little while to respond because maybe I'm busy and she needs to send and she needs to wait until I tell her what to say. Well, on my end, I'm doing the exact same thing. Right, exactly. Guys... You know, uh, as I said earlier in the intro, I do offer coaching and that is part of the coaching. And guys love that. It's really helpful 
they get to you know be able to get help with texting girls and know what to say. So I'll help decipher what the woman is saying, and more importantly, <laughs> write the text message for exactly. them to send over to the girl to then set up the date. And and I bet how many times are the guys being like, oh my god, that was brilliant. That's exactly what I should say. How'd you come up with that? Like yeah. always, right? Pretty much always. Yeah, and because what we're blown away by is how simple the communication, yes. how direct the communication mm-hmm. I'm creating, and guys don't realize. I didn't realize this either when I was first learning this. Is how direct and simple and clear you could be over text without having to hint or play any games. That's the exactly. best way to do it. You know, the, I call it power communication, and it's it it has six elements: direct, focused, assertive, and kind, authentic, vulnerable. That's it. If you so don't pussyfoot around anything, don't couch it direct, focus to serve and kind, authentic, vulnerable. The kind is to soften the assertive. Authentic is cuz this is real. Vulnerable is this is me. You know, so it's it's coming from a place of of truth and choosing your words. It's not, you know, can you come over tonight? It's looking forward to seeing you tonight. You know, it, it is that directness. But a, a lot of a lot of women and a lot of men don't know how to do it. And that's why they hire us to do it for them. And so <laughs> the onus is off of them and they have the confidence to say what they mean because that's actually what they mean. But And then, you know, the other thing that women are doing is we're on, on app dating and we're just going through. And, you know, the thing that's different with men and women is women oftentimes are barraged by messages. We have so many messages. Men are sitting there like hoping someone (laughs) responds. Women, we have so many messages. Not all women, but many women. So it's just going through. And honestly, we're just delete, 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 delete. Yes, delete, delete, delete. Yes, last, yes, delete, 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 deleting. This is the reason why I tell guys that it's okay to do an app for dating, but please don't rely and just the app. I don't even have to say that. Most guys no. come to me and they're like, I'm not getting results online. I got to revert back to this whole concept of meeting people in person. In real life. Yeah. In real life, right? IRL. Like we help them do that because now it's funny. I, I say this a lot on the podcast and to people is that when I first started TripAdvisor was back in 2011, this was right when dating apps started to break. And I thought, oh, I'm teaching guys how to meet people in person. The dating apps are going to completely change that and make it easier for people to meet online and therefore not have to meet in person. And I feel like that happened maybe for a couple years. But now, because the online dating apps and online sites are so popular, it's now saturated. So now so many people are on there and now there's so much more competition and it's not allowing guys to be able to meet the kinds of women they want because everyone's going for the best in the superficial sense. Yeah. And again, with online dating, it has been shown that people who app an online date are more depressed than those who meet in real life. Really? I actually yeah. remember that. Yeah. That was another, I don't know where the study was, but a study because of the amount of rejection. You know, you're just, you're constantly being rejected and you're constantly taking everything personally, which when you shouldn't be. Because as I just said, we're just delete, 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 deleting. We're not even we're not even thinking about do we want to give you a chance really or not. We're just you know well, knee jerking. Been all day reading all those. Exactly, it's just knee jerking. You're not going to do it. You're not no, gonna do the problem is that too many people are taking that personally. I was rejected again. No one's responding. I'm just getting a ridiculous message. You know, so it's it's making people depressed because they they are feeling extremely rejected. 
And it's easy to reject someone when you don't actually see them in person. You know, just like it's easy when you're driving in your car and someone is being a jackass and you cuss at them through the window. Well, if you are in the elevator next to them and they're a jackass, are you going to be like, you stupid motherfucker? Probably not. You're not going to do that, but you're going to do it through your window if they're in the other car. Same thing with online dating, but even more extreme because you don't even see them in person. Whereas in real life, you're going to be nicer and you're going to actually give someone a chance. And and when you give someone a chance is when you actually get to know someone and you find out they are so much more than than what they are putting out there on the surface. Yeah. And you just, I think guys have more of a shot when they approach women in person to get a chance with them because yeah. attraction is happening in person. Exactly. So they get to really feel you and your energy and your presence right there in front of them, which obviously is completely different than reading a little bio online and seeing a couple pictures of you and your dog, right? You know, it's it's so true. And I have a lot of my male clients, I I actually get angry at the number of women who reject them online because I'm sitting here like, these fucking guys are so amazing. Like, these are the most amazing men that if these women had any idea who they were giving up, they would kick themselves. These like, it makes me upset because you guys... I know you're amazing, okay? I know you are at your truth, at your core. You are amazing guys. Maybe you don't look perfect. Maybe you're a little bit overweight. Maybe you don't have the greatest face. Maybe you don't have the greatest job. Maybe you have Asperger's. Maybe you you know, are autistic. Maybe you are short. Maybe whatever the fuck it is that you're sitting here thinking I'm not good enough because. The truth is that you are great and if a woman actually gave you a chance, they'd see that. And they can't see that online. See, this is why I have you on here. This is it. <laughs> Those 15 seconds where guys can hear that and say to themselves, you know what? Yes. Like, motivate me. Like, give, give me something where I can just put myself out there and do this. I get a lot yeah. of guys completely give up. I had a guy who texted me the other day and we were talking about maybe doing coaching together. And out of nowhere, he's just like, you know what? I'm just not interested anymore. I went out. I got rejected by 40 girls. I don't know what the situation was, but he's like, I'm just going to give up and I'm done here. And I, I was speechless. I was like, well, that's someone who is not helpable right? They're not coachable. They're not because when you have that attitude, like it's yeah. not going to happen for you. Yeah. And that's sad. And so I really it hope it's sad. That it's not only is it sad, but it pisses me off because it's like, don't give up on you. I'm not giving up on you. Don't give up on you. You what, do what deserve it. Do? What else are you going to do? I mean, I just don't understand. what. No, I know. Up. I know. I get it. I mean, it's that that's why it pisses me off because when they are in that place of I've given up on me, like they're always going to have an excuse. You know, they're always going to have an excuse to not go out. They're always going to have an excuse. And if they do go out, they have a shit attitude and and the girls are going to feel that and they're not going to be interested and they're asking to be rejected again. And and that's the problem. Is that sometimes change and growth takes a lot longer than you think. When I say a lot longer, I'm talking... Years. Yes, exactly. Years. Years. Years and years. And we are in an impatient society. And I think we're growing even more impatient because of how technology is changing and giving us everything we want at our fingertips really fast. But change takes a long time. So the reality is some things are fast. Most things are not. 
And it's up to you on whether or not you want to join this game of growth and change. If you're going to go into it thinking things are going to happen overnight, you're done. You're going to be completely, you lost and your motivation is going to go out the window. And let me tell you too, it's not just you, you know, it's everyone. Like I have a client, a woman who is, she's actually a beauty queen. Like she's legitimately won many, many international titles. And she has not been able to stay in a relationship for longer than four months and has only had a couple of four-month relationships in the last four years. And she struggles with, with getting a guy. So why does she struggle? Well, she's in the military. And so she's, she travels to different countries every few years. And guys tend to not really like how regimented she is they don't stand up. They don't continue giving her the attention that she needs because they end up being really flaky and she just won't handle the flakiness. She wants someone who's going to be serious and is going to and is going to treat her that way. That doesn't mean, hi, nice to meet you, let's get married. That means someone who's going to show up when they're there. You know, When they're dating, they're going to show up and they're going to keep showing up until they decide to move to the next level or to stop dating anymore. And it's a lot of flakiness and she just, she will not stand for it because she truly doesn't have the time for it. Do you think she's turning anyone off? Like, do you think the reason why that's happening and guys are being like that is she's turning anyone off? She is turning off the wrong guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The ones, the ones who aren't willing or able to, to show up, she's turning off. The ones who are distracted, who are dating multiple people who are super busy in their own careers because they're currently building their own careers. So they don't have time to put the energy into her. She just has to happens to be outstanding at balance. And most people aren't. And it's hard and it's sad and it's frustrating because she's an extreme catch. And she is, is rigid in a lot of ways. And she you know wakes up at four to go work out. And she's it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. And it's every, but here's the thing is everyone is tough. You know, everyone has their shit. It's trying to figure out whose shit am I willing to put up with? Right. That's really what it is. That's yeah. really what it is. Cause you got to accept them in full before you get into a relationship with them. And if you can't, it's just going to build resentment and it's not going to work out between you and the person. So you have yeah. to go into it thinking, can I put up with this? Am I going to be okay with this? And it's to me, it's binary. It's either a yes or a no. You're exactly. You're in that or you're out. And if you're anywhere gray and you're not sure, it's probably just not going to work. And it's figuring out what's the priority. You know, at the end of the day, what's the priority? What is the most important thing for you? What is most important to you? Okay, now based on what's most important, what are you going to put up with? You know, like for me, I have kids. What's most important for me? That, that I am calm and feel safe emotionally, physically, and financially, and that my kids do too. That is what is most important to me. And I'm a better mom when I'm calm and when I am not stressed. So b- based on what is most important to me, that's the type of relationship that I'm going to be in. Someone might, might be someone who needs to go out all the time and it's something that they love to do. So what is most important to them might be someone who wants to go out with them and ha- is beautiful and has fun energy because that's truly, at the end of the day, what is most important to you. So you're going to find someone who is that and you're going to put up with the, the person's shit, whatever their shit is. Yeah, I call it the three non-negotiables. So yeah, exactly. Yep. The three things, right? What you're just saying is the three things or the few things that are most important to you. 
find that out first. What yep. are your non-negotiables? What are the three things you're looking for? They can be anything you want, like whatever you want, whatever you desire, three things. And those are the things you filter for and look for when you're dating somebody. Yeah. And that's, and I mean, I like to look at it with like, with one word. So what one word is your word? For me, that one word is safe. What does safe mean? Emotionally, physically, financially. What does emotionally safe mean? That means I can talk about things that I'm seen for who I am, that I'm appreciated and understood and accepted for me because I feel safe to be able to be me. That, which means I can be a bitch and it's okay. That doesn't mean I'm, you know, I have freedom to be a bitch whenever the fuck I want, but you know, so that for me, that's, that's what's important for my client who's, who's in the military and the beauty queen for her, it's control. She needs to have some semblance of control. That doesn't mean she wants to control her guy, but she needs to be able to control her environment in some ways. And within that space of control, she can be free. She can be spontaneous, but she needs to know what time things are happening, where they're going, what to wear. And then when she shows up, she can do whatever she wants as long as it's in that space of control. So it's figuring out what's that word? What does that word feel like? What does that word look like in action? And then where can you be your best self? I thrive the most when I am in a physically, emotionally, financially place of safety. So what is it for you? Right. For guys, I would say it's probably something that keeps them attracted or keeps them interested. Yeah. It's something that is going to keep them not wanting to run away, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Pride, maybe. You know, drive, respect. Yeah. Admiration. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, so thinking about those, we're so off topic of the, you know, what women look at, but, but the truth is that we're looking at things that make us feel that way. So what, so with online, going back to Pinterest, I'm going to go online. If if safe is my word, I'm going to look at wedding rings. I'm going to look at houses. I'm going to look at things that go into and speak to that feeling of safe. I also watch a tremendous amount of true crime Like I'm obsessed with watching true crime because I want to understand how to be as safe as possible. So I'm constantly analyzing it and like trying to crack the code and use it, you know, figure out the equation. Why did that happen? Why was that person murdered? And what can I do to not be in that position myself? And it all speaks to that energy of safe. Yeah. And that's important for a lot of women. If I had to generalize it, safety is a big, big thing on a physical level, emotional level. You know, and a financial and level. everything in between. Yeah, yeah. Financial, everything. You know, yeah. they want to make sure that they're with a guy who is going to make her feel safe emotionally and not, you know, put her down and make her feel loved and warm. And then financially, make sure that you guys can combine resources. And exactly. That doesn't mean she's going to use you. That doesn't mean she's out for your money. You right. know, it's, it's whatever your whatever it is. You know, yeah, you want you want to make sure that you, you're having a nice life. Yeah. You're not on the streets. That you know, you're you're. I mean. Who just wants to barely survive? Nobody. Yeah, no. Guy, girl, no one. You know, they want to make sure that they're going to be, you know, I just think it's more important for, for women because there is something masculine about being able to uh, have, you know, their shit together. Like, I don't think yeah. guys care as much that a woman has baked a lot of money because it's not necessarily this like super feminine trait to be very assertive. Right. You know, so it's more attractive for a man, for at least a woman to be there and to show up and respect the guy for the things that he's done, but not necessarily provide. And if you, it's also primal, if you look at it, like what's the primal element that has to do with women? We want to protect our young, right? I need to make sure that my kids are safe. 
And if I'm barely scratching by financially, I'm stressed. I'm going to be stressed about, you know, paying our rent and getting food on the table and what's going to happen if something happens. Like the primal take care of my kids is what's most important for me. So it's looking at what's the priority, you know, what matters, what's the purpose. And that's what you need to speak to. Yes. Laurel, good Lord. You're always just a bundle of information. And I feel like I don't do enough of these interviews with you. I know. Just great. We really need to like have them on the calendar and just do them regularly and just dig into some stuff. Seriously. Yeah. If guys want to work with you and and do you still offer coaching with guys? I do. I do um, limited coaching now, but I do, I do some, but mostly if you want to, to hear more of my advice, then go to my podcast, which is man whisperer. And you can find me on Instagram at Laurel house and on YouTube at dating Laurel. And yeah. Cool. Cool. And then look out for a video coming soon. If you're listening to this more in real time, a video done by Laurel, that's going to be a guest on the channel soon on the YouTube channel. So look out for that. That's going to be a super sexy one, guys. Oh, it's going to be a sexy one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited about that one. Yeah. You guys will get some good information from it. uh, Thank you so much for being here. I'm going to put some of that information in the show notes for you guys if you want to check out more of her and we got to have, like I said, we got to have you back. Thanks for yes. being on. Thanks for giving us just the the intel, like I said earlier, of kind of you know, what, what are girls doing when they're alone? Yeah. What are they looking at online? It just, I think it's interesting to know. So thank you for sharing yeah. that with us. You're welcome. Awesome. All right. We'll talk to you next time. Okay. 